KLVZ and KLVZ HD Brighton, KLVZ FM on 94.3 and 95.3 and streaming at legends953.com. Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now. New plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now. 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. That's right, the Garden Wise guys, Jim Borland and Keith Funk, here on the Garden Wise Show on Legends 810, taking your garden questions over the air through some sort of magic which we don't understand. Hey, I went down and visited uh, one of my favorite places to go anymore is Aspen Grove Shopping Center. I saw pictures that you yeah, put Yeah, I up. did post picture, pictures, pictures on, on, uh, on Facebook. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's better this year than other years, but it looked really good this year. It did. It, um, I was there just, uh, just this last week. We went to dinner down there. Oh, uh, yeah? And even my wife, who normally doesn't notice things like that, commented. Well, and it was asking the questions, well, what is that? Well, what is that? Well, we should put that in our yard. Really? Yeah. That's how impressive it is. Yeah. I, cool. And, and what it is, it, it's a strip mall. Um, I think done better than most in, in terms of architecture and all that sort of stuff. But uh, out in front of every one of the stores, there's a plant, I'm going to call it a planting box. Not a box per se. It's a, like a raised, and it's not raised very much, it's only six or eight inches. Um, and big planting areas in front of every store. Planted up with uh, annuals and perennials. Mm -hmm. And every box is different. But the same enough to be cohesive. Cohesive. And you can look down the row and you can see, I don't know if there's 20, 30, 40, 50 of them in a row. It's amazing. It, yeah. it, and in full bloom right now. Mm -hmm. It's worth the trip. If you're going south in any way, shape, or form, just pull in. You don't even have to get out of your car. You can pull in and drive by every one of them. Try not to hit anybody. <clears throat> yeah. And, and you could probably, if you had long arms, reach out and pick some posies. <laughs> Or maybe not. <laughs> Flowers trailing down over the curbing. <laughs> That's right. It's just, it's amazing it, that it everything is. hasn't been sheared into balls. That's right. Uh, I've not seen um, a display like that. Well, there's one one residentiary on my way back off of Iliff that, that has done their entryway. Mm -hmm. And it looks really great. Layers well, of annu or annuals. South Glen Mall does a pretty decent yeah. job. It's not quite as spectacular as as uh, Aspen, Aspen Grove, Grove yeah. but it's it's they've <coughs> done a nice job. And while you're there, why don't you want, you know do some shopping or get a meal? Where'd you go eat? Ted's. Yeah, Ted's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get nachos. They have good nachos. Oh, I I usually get the uh, chopped chicken salad. Yeah, that's that's pretty good too. So are the pickles the, on I those. should say the chicken chop salad. I there don't I don't like pickles. You don't like pickles? No, I'm not a big fan of pickles, but except the pickle theirs. Yes. And they're they're kind of semi-pickles. Yeah, they, they everybody gets pickles mm -hmm. as soon as you sit down. Mm -hmm. Here's your pickles. <laughs> Bring another one. Yeah. We're going to need yeah, it. Yeah, please. <laughs> and we're going to follow that with onion rings. They oh, got the best. You. They do have good onion rings. 
Anyway, that's enough of that. Yeah, enough of that. Hey, I, I just before we go out to the phones, we've got James waiting to talk to us about some hail damage. I just wanted to make the comment that I don't think Tagawa's understands how retail works. <laughs> I think there's how some, so? somebody's not. I, well, they're bringing in fresh plants, lots of perennials, lots of fresh perennials. They they're bringing them in by the truckload, and then they're putting them on sale for forty percent off. Now, how do you make money doing that? I the lost leader <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to talk to jim Tagawa yeah, about this there's, there's just something wrong with yeah, this logic <laughs> it's their version of milk <laughs> i guess <laughs> and they put them all on the back <laughs> so you have to go through the expensive stuff to well get to i the cheap I, stuff i didn't believe luann yeah that they were bringing in all these fresh things yeah yeah you're <clears> right you're bringing all this fresh stuff in and you're marking it 40 percent off yeah 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 right I went out there to look mm-hmm. for myself, my own eyes. <laughs> With your own eyeballs? Yeah. Well, there, she was right. They're yeah. just beautiful, fresh perennials in full bloom. The people out in Highlands Ranch could use them right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and, so uh, go to Tagawa's. Get stuff cheap. Yeah, no kidding. It's almost like buy one, get one free almost. I, almost. Almost. Real close. The roses are buy one, <coughs> get one free, oh, essentially. There you go. 50% off. Yeah. So... Hmm. I don't know what they're thinking. All right, let's get out to talk to James out there in Highlands Ranch about his issues with yeah, hail damage. Good hear, morning, James. Yeah, let's hear it, James. You guys have talked a little bit about this already this morning while I was out doing my cleanup. Yeah. <clears throat> Let me get you off speaker here. Sorry. Okay, now you're off speaker. That's better, huh? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, first time in a hell of a long time that I've had damage, but anyhow, my vegetable garden, all gone. The beets are good, and the carrots are still good. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's silver lining. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Everything else, you know, I, I went ahead and pulled them up mm-hmm. and cleaned them out this morning just to get them in the compost. But my question is, the um, like petunias, the flowers... Um, the wildflowers that I have that don't come up every year, do I just let those go? Do I pull them out? Um, my, uh, what does that stuff, the hostas, you know, they got them really bad. Do I just yeah. let them go through their system? And yeah, that, they're perennial. They'll be back. They'll look like nothing happened next spring. Should I should I cut them down now or should I just let well, them Well, if the leaves are all busted, yeah, if the leaves are all busted up, um, they're probably going to go go brown anyway. So, you could cut them off. It shouldn't hurt anything. Okay. The okay. annuals like the petunias you mentioned, we were talking to a caller earlier. You know, you can cut them back and and hope that they flush back out and bloom again, but we could have a frost almost any time now. Yeah. So Tomorrow, I just don't maybe. know if it's worth it. I, in, in my mind, I'd just go ahead and get a jump on it. Maybe if you want some color, go put some pansies in because they'll give you some nice fall color well into winter and then next spring. Mm-hmm. Um, get some, this would be a great opportunity to get some bulbs in the ground because those annuals will be out of the way. And in the vegetable garden, you could uh, try seeding some fall crops like some, some leaf lettuce or radishes or spinach, something that takes the nice cool weather of fall and I think you probably still have plenty of time to get a harvest off of those and use up some of that vegetable space. Oh, okay. Okay. That's an idea. Now, I also went ahead and and raked the front yard 
to get the the leaves off of it because sure. I have a mm-hmm. huge huge tree that is now you know leaves are going to be much easier to clean up come fall yeah <laughs> yes um, <No> doubt. <laughs> so is that a good thing to do to get those off the off the ground now well i would say so sure they are now you know the grass is is fine it's fact of grass uh, probably Correct. bluegrass oh, yeah. it's it's going into the kind of weather it really likes Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, bluegrass likes cold weather better than it likes that 95-degree temperature. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, I'd get the leaves off so that the grass can grow. Because so you, you have to go out and cut it every week, you know. You can just, you can just use your mower to yeah, you could cut up the stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, once once the um, the four inches of hail is yeah, off. Yeah, once right. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you could probably chop that up, too. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> actually, actually, I'm one of these dummies that leave my mower outside, and it's and it's covered with leaves right now. So I guess I got to find my mower first. There you go. <laughs> so, okay. Well, that's all I was curious about is the, you know, those flowers and everything. Do I just cut them off or whatever? So I appreciate it. Yeah. We'll, we'll get out there and do some more work today, then. Okay. Try try to find Thanks. the opportunity in this. <laughs> opportunity yeah yeah the opportunity for planting some fall veggies or planting some pansies or you know there you go try to find a positive in this whole thing because sometimes it can be really depressing yep so question about you said planting bulbs and i know a few weeks ago you guys talked about it and said you know it's it's a plant them in the fall and that's pretty much bunk but um so where i have my stuff i the bulbs only blow bloom for some time and then I usually put in petunias around there. Sure. Mm-hmm. So me me digging in there to plant the petunias, isn't that going to bother the bulbs and pull them up? No, because your bulbs are, what, six, seven inches down. And if planting oh, petunias, so you aren't going to go that deep. Well, unless he's planting small bulbs <clears throat> like crocus or some of, the, some of the minor bulbs only go a few inches deep. Yeah. And then, yes, you would have a problem with that. And, and it happens to me every year. I dig up bulbs as I'm planting things, and I just kind of stick them back in the ground. But a lot oh. of times in the spring when you're planting the petunias, the bulb foliage is still green. So you'll know where they so you are. You can work around it. Yeah. yeah. Ah, gotcha. Now, I know okay. some people yeah, who never... will take bright blue or acid green um, golf tees and stick them in the ground where they plant their bulbs. And that way they know where those bulbs are later on in the year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I've never done a, I've never been a real bulb person to get those in. Um, I have done some, um, oh, what the crocus is. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually, I actually had those planted in the middle of my yard just to have, you know, just because, and they pop up and, they die off, and you get crocuses next year in the middle of your yard. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I have. But I've never done bulbs in my flower beds. Well, I typically so. recommend you plant them toward the back because they come up and do their thing earlier than everything else does. And, and then that foliage sits around for a while, and it's not the most attractive stuff. So if you right. plant them toward the back of the border, your perennials then will start to grow up and cover that foliage and mask it or hide it so that you don't have to look at it. Oh, okay. But if you plant it toward the front, then you have to look at it all spring long and into summer while it ripens. Right. All right. So, okay. Well, sounds good. We'll get working on it then. Thanks, all right. guys. You betcha. Have a good Take care. Bye. 
So yeah, I would think that by now the garden centers should be stocking up on fall bulbs. I would, <clears throat> I would think so. I have not checked lately. No. Nor- yeah. Normally the um, <clears throat> Labor Day weekend is when bulbs start showing up in the stores. Well, that's why they call it Labor Day. So you yeah. have to go out and plant them. I know. And that's, that's the one unfortunate part about fall planted bulbs is usually people like me are kind of getting tired of gardening. Yeah. And the last thing you want to do is <clears throat> go out there and start digging holes again. You want things to lighten up a bit, and, and you're going to miss an opportunity because then the next spring rolls around and you see everybody else's tulips and daffodils mm-hmm. blooming. And you say, oh, I wish I would have taken 30 minutes to go out there and plant some bulbs. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. Yeah. Exactly. I'm thinking of the same thing as we're talking here. I know an area I'd like to put in another couple hundred crocus bulbs, which I have not ordered yet. <laughs> right now it's got four or five feet tall perennials on it. Yeah. I mean, those will get cut down, but right. only if I do that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I want to put more daffodils in into a shady area under a yeah. big linden tree. <clears throat> they do great in the shade of a deciduous tree. Yeah. yeah. And, boy, the thought of getting out there and working in between the plants that are growing now. But, boy, the people who have had everything hailed out you have a golden opportunity right there now. There you go. While you're cleaning <coughs> things up is to put some bulbs in along the way. Right. We should all have hailstorms in the 1st of <laughs> September. <laughs> and like I said to one caller, this is a perfect opportunity to dress up your beaten up or maybe tired looking <coughs> patio pots with some pansies. Yeah. Might, might swell. We need more plants like that, like pansies, that we can plant now and have color all through the winter well you could plant pansies calendulas stock snapdragons flowering cabbage and flowering kale there you go forget about those two yeah, yeah. and so they last a long time they do the they do last a long they, you just have to water yeah you do have to water <laughs> you still things. have to water unfortunately yeah. and if you get tired of them sometime in the middle you can eat them well that's true yeah but uh you know i i learned a trick years ago i sometimes i do this when i go out and plant bulbs is plant pansies on top. Yeah. Because that reminds you, oh, I have to water in that area. Because new bulbs you want to water in and yeah. keep them well watered so they can start to root. And if, if you plant pansies on top of them, well, you have to water the pansies so you're watering the bulbs at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it reminds you where they are. And then they look great together in the spring. Yep. So you, it's, a, it's a win-win situation, you'll, so to speak. You'll be the talk of the town, your garden. Yeah, maybe not in a good you're, way. You're <laughs> The rest of your neighbors will have garden envy. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they'll be thinking the same thing Deacon Keith just went through. You know, I woulda, shoulda, coulda mm-hmm. last fall, but didn't. And I still don't understand this whole thing. I see it on Facebook all the time. I, you know, wait until November to plant your bulbs. Uh, you can't plant them now. The ground is too warm. <clears throat> well, tell that to the bulbs you planted last year and the year before that and the year before that. They've been in the ground all this time. The ground's not too warm for them. Mm-hmm. Why would you have to wait? Makes no sense to me. Never saw a good explanation of that. I've asked a lot of people, people that really should know the answer, and I, I just get the sti- same stock answer, mm-hmm. which is something that they heard that their grandfather and great-grandfather yeah. said. Nobody no. ever stopped to yeah. f- critically think why. If you're, if you're in Texas or Florida or something where it is warm, 
and bulbs can be a problem. Yeah, that's a different story. That's a different story, but you're not. You're here <coughs> in Denver, yep. in, in Colorado, and uh, bulbs love it here. So get them in the ground as soon yeah. as you ha- as soon as you can. Uh, otherwise, you might forget you bought them. <laughs> that's right. And then you'll notice them sitting there in a bag in the <laughs> garage in March. And then you'll give us a call wondering, you know, the question, can I still plant them? Yeah, you can, but nothing's going to happen. Don't expect anything. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, indeed. Let's see. Where are we at time-wise? <laughs> yeah, let's get out there. We've got, uh, who's up next here? Catherine is up next out in Highlands Ranch. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning. How are you? Well, we're doing uh, great. Unfortunately, I'm, you've had that hail problem, haven't you? Yeah, yes. I, yes, I did. We were, we're at um, Highland Trench Parkway and Broadway, and we got, we got pummeled. Oh, dear. Um, so my question is, um, I, I guess I'm kind of like talking to the wall, as far as how drastically do you cut the perennials back? Um, obviously, the ones with broken stems, you're going to trim those off. Yep. But and you and Keith, you said it's going to look like death warmed over. Mm-hmm. But how drastically do you cut those back? Um, you know, I, I, lo- mean, I look at the. I look at the plant, and like you said, take the broken branches, things that have snapped over, and that sort of thing. Take them off. But if you've got foliage that's still attached, but maybe has just a few holes in it, or is a little shredded, but it's still properly mm-hmm. attached to the plant, that that foliage is still functioning and right. is, is still yeah, helping the plant into fall. So keep as much as you can that is properly still attached to the plant. Very good. If it's a stem that everything's shredded off it, get rid of it. Yeah, take it down yeah, to, to, take where it to where you okay. meet some decent leaves or whatever. Okay, very good. Um, my maple tree, we planted it about four years ago. And if you were to put your your hands together to form a circle with your fingers, okay, um, it's it's about both both my hands. If I if I make you know hold a ball with yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Um, but you have lady hands. Would, <laughs> pardon? <laughs> yeah, but you have lady so, hands. <clears throat> no, well, I'm tall. Okay, so <laughs> you may have them bigger than mine. I'm ho- I'm holding mine up right now, so I have an idea how big my hands are. And grapefruit size there. Right, yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's it's that big. It's grown beautifully, and I'm just heart sick. It was pretty well shredded. Uh-huh. But the um, the leaves were pretty well shredded, considering it's still going to be warm. You know, these next you know couple of weeks or a month or so is. Is the tree going to be okay? Is there enough leaves on there? Probably will be okay. Yeah, probably. The good news is, is that it has already set its buds for next year. For next year, yeah. And the hail wasn't, uh, from what I hear, the hail was not big enough to have seriously damaged the bark on the tree. Well, I I didn't see any of that. No, a couple of years ago, there were, there were, um, the poor tree, the poor bark. Um, yes, you could see where the yeah, that's a different story. Yeah, no, I think the I think the tree will be fine. You said it's a maple. Do you know what kind of maple? Um, it's it's an orange blaze. Is it an orange blaze? Is Autumn that? blaze. Autumn blaze. Autumn yeah. blaze. Okay. Autumn yeah, we know what that yeah. is now. Sure. Just make sure it's uh, well watered. That is okay. not a dry land tree by any means. 
Mm-hmm. Right. You've always talked about how maple yeah. trees yeah. Um, require yeah. a lot of water. And it probably still has some fragments of leaves hanging on the tree, correct? It it does. And, yeah. you know, a couple of the, the smaller branches broke off, and mm-hmm. it, just is, it was just heartbreaking to see that. That over the plants, because I know the perennials will come back, and I was getting a little bit tired of the, 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 all the pots on, on my deck, but they, they look beautiful this year. Mm-hmm. I only lost a couple of plants in pots this year because I've, I, I work from home, so I've been able to baby them through the hot, um, the hot weather. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but, but some of the absolutely gorgeous pots, it's, it's just kind of heartbreaking to see what took place out there. Just a little earlier than you expected, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Well, like you were saying, I have a lot of iris that I've wanted to share with people and lilies that have kind of taken over my garden. So now is a perfect time to share those with people. And mm-hmm. um, so you're exactly right. This is an opportunity for us. There you go. And your tree should be just fine. Like I said, the buds have okay. already been set for next year's growth. And there, I'm sure... Okay. They may have a few damaged buds here and there, but overall, your tree should be just fine in the spring. You'll probably go through an early fall color on the leaves that are still hanging on the tree. And so don't let, uh-huh. that, okay. don't let that frighten you into thinking the tree is dying. It's just that it's damaged and the tree is kind of cutting its losses. Very good. I will remember that. Very good. Very okay. Good. Thank you so much. And I'm like everybody else. I'm glad you're um, on another station. And... Um, I hope people um, figure out where you are um, because you really have a great show to listen to. Oh, thank well, you thank you. Much. Bless your heart. You thank have a you. great weekend. Uh-huh. You as well. Thank you, Jim. Uh-huh. Bye. Break? Yes. All right. Let's do a break now. I just, I've just i been waiting for this break for a long time. We've got, uh, we've got Mike waiting to talk to us and Susan out in Louisville. So, uh, yeah, look forward to their, their questions as soon as we get back. Right here on Legends 810. Now that the weather is starting to warm up, you'll want to protect your ornamental and vegetable garden from various beetles, weevils, and borers, including Japanese beetles. And what better way to prevent these pests from destroying your garden than by controlling them when they're larvae? GrubGone is an easy-to-apply granule product that can be spread on your turf to successfully control grub invaders. Developed by Phylum Bioproducts from a naturally occurring bacteria, GrubGone is a non-chemical BT product that specifically targets only certain scarab pests. And it is safe to use around bees and other beneficial insects. And it's a non-chemical choice for areas frequented by kids or pets. Yes, and if you already have beetles flying around your yard, Beetle Gone is an organic water dispersal powder that can be sprayed directly on your edible plants. And did I mention, it is certified for organic gardening. Find out more at phylumbioproducts.com. Phylum Bioproducts, target the pest, not the rest. What's your lawn good for? After all that watering and maintenance, is your lawn supposed to be admired like some ancient statue in a museum? No! It's supposed to be enjoyed. It's for you, your kids, grandkids, pets, and friends. You should spend warm summer evenings leisurely eating dinner, afternoons watching kids and animals run back and forth. It's a place to have water balloon fights or touch football games. But your grass can't take that kind of pounding. Soon you see dry patches that turn into dirt and mud. You need a lawn that has been engineered to withstand lots of traffic and still thrive in our Colorado climate. You 
you need, Colorado's own Turf Mix. It's a well-balanced blend of award-winning grasses that grow in sun or moving shade and tolerate heavy foot traffic. The aggressive root system creates a dense, thick, wear-resistant turf, perfect for outdoor adventures. Plus, it's insect, disease, and drought-resistant. Colorado's own Turf Mix is available at your favorite local independent garden retailer. Have you been waiting for that last application of fertilizer for the yard? Well, Fertilome has the solution for that. Fertilome Winterizer. Winterizer is the most important application of the entire year. Never skimp on this application. A number of years ago, Fertilome examined university studies of winterlizer formulas and created a special winterlizer for our area. This special formula is quickly and easily converted to stored food for your turf to help it make it through the unpredictable winter months. In the spring, a yard that has Fertilome winterlizer applied to it in the fall will be the fullest, darkest green yard on the block. You'll find Fertilome Winterlizer at your favorite independent garden retailer, including The Tree Farm in Longmont, Wilmore Nursery in Littleton, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora. To find the closest Fertilome dealer, go to www.fertilome.com. That's www.fertilome.com. And be sure to tell them that the Garden Wise guys sent you. Call into the Fix It Show with your questions about your home. Saturday morning at 9.30. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix It Show. Helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix It Show every Saturday morning from 9.30 to 10.30 on Legends. And we are back, letting you know that at the, on this date in 1946, hmm. the Pirates beat the New York Jets at the Polo Grounds 7-4. to four. I won 100 bucks on that game. Did you? <laughs> and here's our latest garden-wise wise advice. <coughs> when you're lighting a birthday cake candles, do that from the back to the front. Duh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But, you know, in this day and age, the duh things people don't know. That's true. So I, I just want to inform people of these, of these things, and just in case you forgot. There was a picture on Facebook of a breakfast, and it had just about every breakfast food, good and bad, you could think of, piled on this plate. And the caption was, what's missing? And my answer was, common sense. <laughs> I... I went to a breakfast spread like that once. The longest buffet I have ever been to. Is that right? You needed like eight plates to get one of everything. <laughs> I want to tell you. Michael Phelps might have been able to eat all that. <sighs> I ate more than <laughs> those bre two breakfasts we had there that, than I have ever eaten in my life yeah i couldn't pass it up it was so good everything under the sun you could imagine was there amazing all kinds of cereals three or four different kinds of bacon bacon i mean bacon. you know bacon's bacon no no there are many of them <laughs> yeah and they were all fruit nuts and berries cereal now you're making me hungry 
breakfast meats, five or six of those. Yeah. And of course, eggs with any style you want. And it, it, the buffet was like, it's like a football field long. <laughs> like, man. And then juices. <laughs> what do you want? It was there. Oh, man. I. Well, let's go out and see if... Uh, I'm hungry now. Yeah, me too. Thank you. <laughs> let's go out and see if Mike is hungry as well. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Uh, yes, I am hungry now. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm trying to fight uh, red clover in the, uh, in the lawn. What good spray can I use? There's one that Fertilone makes. It's called Weed Free Zone. Okay. And it's it's wonderful. And it does a great job. It doesn't hurt the lawn. Okay. And if it doesn't, uh, should we say, uh, get rid of it the first application, can you do it again? Yes. Okay. And clover is typically kind okay. of difficult to get rid of. So it is. Be, you know, be prepared to make a second application a couple weeks later. Plus, it has more than likely over time dropped seed into your lawn. Oh, yeah. Which will continue to come over, come up over the next few years because the seed will last quite a while <laughs> few in <years>. the soil. <laughs> it means a few decades. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, if, if, you, if you eliminate it this year and you think you got the problem licked and then you start seeing it next year, it's not because the weed-free zone didn't work. It's because the seed is starting to germinate again. I think that's what happened. I fought a little bit last year, and this year it kind of multiplied. Yeah, yeah. It happened. Now, it spreads on its own, too. It has okay. these stolons that travel just on the top of the surface and probably under the, the thatch of your grass. So it, it creeps out as well as dropping seeds. So you, you have a bit of a two-prong problem there. And uh, a weed preventer in the spring will help to prevent the seed from germinating or killing the seed as it tries to germinate. Um, but then using the weed, spot treating with the weed-free zone, as soon as you see those leaves, uh, will, will help as well to keep the patch from getting any larger. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Enjoy your show. I'm glad you're back on the radio. <clears throat> Thanks, oh, Mike. One quick yeah. What? One more. Just the last show or the second to last show before you uh, changed stations, you were talking about a blue clematis. And I didn't catch the name, and I wrote it down, and I was going to call you the following week and then the change. Blue clematis. I thought it was a blue clematis. It was a clematis that was blooming real good in one of your yards. and. Uh, well, I have one that's called... Uh, sweet Summer Love, which is a bluish-purple. Okay. A, it's a small-flowered clematis, and it blooms in clusters, and it's fragrant. And I, I like that one a lot. Do you have any blue clematis? I have a blue-purple one. Uh, it's called Clematis viticella, V-I-T-A-C-E-L-L-A. And it's, it's a... Uh, Upside down vase shaped clematis. I think I like the first one better. In okay. Description. What was the name of that one? Sweet Summer Love. 
sweet summer love. Okay, Correct. I'll look for it. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for your call this morning, Mike. Bye. Yeah, I've just uh, had that 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 clematis is uh, in the catalog I happened here in front of me and I happened to be leafing through and I dog-eared that page because I thought, hmm, I'd like to kind of maybe try try that. I have trouble with clematis, most of the big ones that most people like. I can't grow those. I got a problem in the soil that you can't get rid of. But other clematis that have different lineage, mm-hmm. like what he says, pitcher, uh, clematis pitcheri, that's, and, and there are varieties of it. These also have vase shape, but they're red, and they hang upside down, if mm-hmm. you will. Uh, the viticella works just fine. Virginiana. There was one that caught my eye this year at Nick's, and before I could decide that I wanted to buy it, it gone. was gone, was Princess Diana, which is one of those downward-facing... I think it's a Viticella type. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That is. Uh, they did. Uh, Tagawa's had that. Yeah. Uh, probably not now. But apparently it's very popular because <laughs> uh-huh. the color is amazing. Mm-hmm. The flower size is large. Yes. And it has a long bloom time. And it has a name that sells. It does have a name that sells. And then somebody like me who can't make up his mind on the spur of the moment loses out. Look how many other plants you got I know. on the spur of the moment. No kidding. And went ahead and purchased. <laughs> and still have to plant. And still have to plant. There you go. Uh, let's get back out to the phones. We've got people waiting to talk to us. Let's go out to see what Betsy is doing at Jared's Garden Center today. Good morning, Betsy. Good morning, mm-hmm. gentlemen. How are you? Well, we're just having a great time today, although uh, we're getting a lot of calls about hail damage. Did you get any out there at Jared's? Um, actually, we didn't. We had, you know, fortunately, we had just, you know, um, a frog drowner, and then it kind of eased <laughs> off, and we had a nice soaker. But, you know, like, like Jim has, you know, said over and over again all summer long is, you know, it's nice to have these rains, but are they making up for the evapotranspiration with our 90 days? No, they don't. No. Yeah, I know. It, it's it's interesting. Um but as I was going into my neighborhood last night, um, happy as a proverbial clan, I was noticing that some of the ditches and at the end of roads that there was a lot of dirt and debris in the road, and I was like, oh, my gosh, what happened in this neighborhood? And I don't have much of a garden left. Oh, no. Uh, I know. Oh, it was so sad. I feel for everyone who's called in this morning with hail damage and, you know, with container gardens, there's no recovery for me because we're so close to the first frost that yeah. I'm yeah, just, we like, are. so sad. <laughs> just so I'm sad. sorry. <laughs> well, like I was telling everybody else, get some pansies in the ground. You can get some color well, that way. The pansies, I've had pansies all summer long at my house, but they were under the eaves. Mm-hmm. So those pots survived. The ones under the pine trees, those all showed very little damage. Yeah. It was everything that was free and clear. And yeah, yeah. So I'm going to let everything kind of dry out today and sweep the deck tonight. <clears throat> there you go. Well, what's let going on bunnies, at Jared's? Let the bunnies have it. Well, um, yesterday was our pre-sale for all of our um, newsletter customers 
for, because traditionally, you know, as we spoke about the last time we talked, is that, you know, for us, traditional sale time is Labor Day weekend, and so we are right there. So yeah. today, the, yeah. the sale for everyone who comes in, if they choose, is our, our nursery stock, which are our trees and shrubs, are 40% off, and the perennials went on sale today as long and with the rest of our ornamental grasses which we're kind of getting kind of low on a lot of things and we would prefer not to have to hold over this stuff over the winter mm-hmm. even though we know that there's going to be some pl- supply chain issues next year and um Juanita is she's here early this morning and she's out you know putting marks and tags on our container gardens that you know the pots that we have ones and twos and old styles and old colors a lot of that will be on sale today and they are anywhere from 20 to 70 percent off depending on her whims her whims okay this this would be the day to to come because there's going to be more things to to choose from than say on monday when um end of the sale finishes so okay so yeah that's kind of what we're doing and we're three weeks away from three weeks away from the giant pumpkin way off hopefully Mm -hmm. those guys did not get um pummeled yeah um a lot of the people that know they're in hail country um these guys grow them under hail cloth sure it's amazing like an acre of (laughs) wow (laughs) an acre of Hail netting. So, so are you so doing? Yeah, any, we're gearing up. Are you doing any classes? We will be having classes. They are. Um, I think they're all up on the web, on the Facebook page right now, and they start at eleven, and um, they go for about an hour. Um, I have to have people time me so that I don't just keep going on and on. So um, I do try and uh, try and keep them at forty-five minutes to an hour. So hopefully, I won't take up too many people's time as we go through our topics like orchids and bulbs and um, early early when uh, early fall vegetables again mm-hmm. and uh, lawn care. Lawn care was very popular last yeah, last bet. week. So yeah. So, but you know, a lot of times everyone comes with lots of questions, and I'm here on the weekends. So, um, hopefully, I can take care of everyone's concerns since they may not be traveling like everyone else. Do you have any fall bulbs in yet? They are due sometime next week. Okay. We are hoping to have them before next weekend's class. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for your call this morning, Betsy. Tell everybody where you're located. We are at 10500 West Bowles Avenue, which is between Kipling and Sims. And um, we're next to the, the big white Catholic church with a red building out front. So we are ready at 9 o'clock, and we'll be here from 9 to 5 this weekend. Lots of parking in the back. That's a Jared's Garden Center out in Littleton. Thank you Jer- very much, Betsy. And when you come in, you will smell, hopefully, the roasted chili. Oh, that's Ooh. right. You're doing that, too. Ooh, they are <coughs> yummy this year. Yes, they are. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Can you eat roasted peppers right out of right off the grill? Only or if you want your mouth burned out. Well, I let them cool off a bit, but... <clears throat> Why not? I, I don't know. I just... 
I don't see people doing it and wondering, can you? Yeah, I see them doing it all the time. At Nick's, they put them on sandwiches and things like okay. that. Okay, you scrape them down first or eat the black stuff? Eat the black stuff and everything. Oh, Just cool. take the stem off. Well, it can yeah. be kind of woody. Yeah. <laughs> something gives you something to chew on later. Yeah, I get some fiber. <clears throat> hey, you made a comment about, uh, maybe it was Betsy made a comment about uh, rains and snows and hail and all that stuff. It doesn't make up for <clears throat> what plants need. And I got to thinking, I, I checked on this, boy, a long time ago. And I'm getting evapotranspiration and just plain evaporation kind of mixed up in my head. But I think it's just evaporation here in the metro area per year, per annual, per annum, 50 to 55 inches of water. That's a lot. Yes. So if you had an open pan and you kept it or a pond, actually. uh, and you kept it filled with water, didn't let it ever, ever go dry, even on a hot day, you would lose 50 to 55 inches of moisture uh, or of that water in a year's time. I wonder <coughs> how high that is compared to more humid areas. I don't know what the comparison is. Now, we get 12 to 15 inches here, we're supposed to, of annual precipitation. So does that figure into that? Well, 50 I, inches, or do you subtract it from the 50? There's a 7 in there. That always <laughs> fouls me up. Um, <laughs> no, 50 to 55, That you would cover that pan when it rains. But keep keep moisture in there. Yeah. And, uh, and then uncover it when it stops raining. Okay. And so you would lose that much. And you would, get, you would be replaced with only 12 to 15 inches of mm-hmm. moisture. Yeah. Which, if you do the difference, uh, <clears throat> what's 12 to 15 away from 50 to 55? That's a lot. Still. <clears throat> it, it, it's still a lot. Yeah. So if you want to keep plants alive, this is why we have to water. Have to water. So if you think a tree in your front yard is doing just fine with natural precipitation, you're wrong. Unless that taproot goes down into the water table. <laughs> taproot. <laughs> taproots don't yeah, in exist In my neighborhood, that would have to get on over 150, 200 feet. Yeah, so exactly. That ain't going to happen. So we got to take a break. We're going to come back and talk to Susan and John and Larry uh, as soon as we can. And a host of others, we hope, right here on Legends 810. Autumn skies and pumpkin pies. Days getting shorter and nights getting cooler. At Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, we've been looking forward to the changing seasons and fall gardening. Pansies, pansies, pansies. It's all about adding this sturdy winter-hardy bloomer to your landscape. Don't miss out on one of the best garden plants for Colorado. The colors range from yellow, oranges, to purples and reds, and in a multitude of pot sizes, too. Plant them over your tulip bulbs for a spectacular show next spring. Rejuvenate your heat-tired patio pots. Pick up hardy mums, flowering kale, asters, and rudbeckia. And don't forget about your lawn. It's time to fertilize with Fertilome Winterizer. Stop by. We're open daily. Talk with Tanner and his crew. They can help with all your gardening needs. Fall in love with autumn. Come visit us at Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center. Located at 600 South Public Road in the heart of Lafayette. Call us at 303-665-5555 or visit us online at lafayetteflorist.com. We're open daily. 
Do you have weeds popping up in your lawn? Autumn is a very effective time of year to rid your lawn of troublesome weeds, but our weather can be too cold or damp for most herbicides to have any effect. Fertilome has a solution for that. Weed-Free Zone. Weed-Free Zone is one of the few weed killers you can use during the cooler parts of the year. Use it for dandelions, bindweed, clover, spurge and more. You can reseed in two weeks and it can rain just a few hours after you've applied it. Fertilome can give your lawn a weed-free zone that will make you the envy of the neighborhood. Use the product the professionals use. Try Fertilome Weed-Free Zone. You'll find Fertilome Weed-Free Zone at your favorite independent garden retailer, Wilmore Nursery in Littleton, The Tree Farm in Longmont, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Lafayette Florist and Greenhouse in Lafayette, Find your closest dealer at Fertilome.com and be sure to tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you. All right, you pointing at me. That means I am up and ready to go right here on Legends 10. And by the way, you're listening to the Garden Wise Show with the garden, with your Garden Wise Guys. I'm going to change that. Not the, but your Garden Wise there Guys. There you go. We're your personal Garden Wise Yeah, Jim Borland and Keith Funk are right here taking your garden questions and attempting to answer them the best we can while standing on our head. Yeah, we lost the unicycle. <laughs> Wait, well, the monkey, the monkey ran away. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You tickle yourself sometimes, don't you? Let's get out to the phones. I think Susan's been waiting far too long to talk to us. Good morning, Susan. Good morning. How are you today? Good. What's going on with you today? I wanted to report on something um, that uh, I don't hear mentioned very often, which is we have a spectacular flowering tree right now in our yard that's in full flower. Well, let me guess. Let me guess. Okay. Seven sons. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we... We bought it from Harlequin's Gardens about uh, 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 15 or 16 years ago in a tiny uh, little pot, of course, as mm-hmm. always. Um, it's now 25 feet tall and, and maybe uh, 15 feet across. Oh, I bet that is spectacular. It, w- you know, we planted it in full shade. Um, well, you have to because you have too many other plants. Exactly. But it, it, it's on the north side of the house, but it's grown up. And now it's like this huge presence um, over the whole north side of our house. Cool. The thing about the seven sunflower is it's a, it's a honeysuckle. And so it it's real stick, stick, sticky like honeysuckles are. You have to keep pruning the dead off of it, especially down lower. And up top, you have to kind of uh, tolerate you know, kind of sticky branches, but but it, when it's in full flower right now, it walking underneath it is like walking into a beehive. It's fantastic. It's it's just the whole tree kind of throbs and hums with <laughs> bees, and it it smells beautiful. Yes, it does. Well, for those people listening <clears throat> who aren't familiar with Seven Suns Tree, it, uh, it is in bloom right now with clusters of white flowers at the ends of the branches, which is an unusual time of year for trees to be blooming. And then it blooms again. Then it blooms again when those petals fall off and, the, and the, what's left behind turns bright red. Yeah, it looks like so, it's blooming again. Yep. So I, I, just one little warning. We bought this, I, I don't know if it was a seedling, I don't know. Uh, uh, it, ours never quite gets that beautiful red color. 
but I've been in nurseries. I was in some nurseries on the East Coast where they had named varieties mm-hmm. that, that were selected for their outstanding color. I've never seen them in nurseries here, but I'm, I bet you could get them on the Internet. Probably. Um, if you really want to have that outstanding color after the... Um, yeah, and, and I see it happening here in the nurseries too. If you if you wait until after the blooming, uh, if if you can stand to wait that long before you buy the tree, and hopefully nobody else does buy it, mm-hmm. uh, then you can you know hand select the ones that have the best red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know. I, I I'm I'm not patient like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to be kind of a gambler. Yeah, if you're <laughs> yeah when when you get older, you lose that kind of patience. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I, I don't see them around very much. You know, they, uh, they have a couple at the botanic gardens. Yes. But they're not very well taken care of, I don't think. They're not pruned. These are, uh, Michael Durr says, uh, seven sunflowers are for pruning aficionados. There you yes. go. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I wanted to just emphasize something about bulbs. I don't think there's anything else you could do in your yard that would give you the rewards of uh, for cheap yeah. as bulbs. And people don't plant enough. Um, you know, like four tulips in a row doesn't cut it. But if you can buy large amounts, it's they're not that expensive, especially some of the smaller bulbs. Right. They give a great deal of satisfaction. And many of them reseed. Reseed and, um, yeah, and also you know, grow out from the, the mother bulb. But, um, yeah, I, I really want to um, encourage people to especially try some of the smaller bulbs that really do give a lot of color to your yard in the spring. Yeah, when you're just dying for something, anything. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <clears throat> All right. Well, thank you, Susan. We appreciate the call. Okay. Bye-bye. Susan uh, lives <clears throat> in the northwest of us here, and uh, she has one of everything <laughs> in a relatively small yard yeah yeah she has sassafras and bajou bananas <clears throat> go figure i i hate people like that <laughs> hey we were talking earlier about uh, japanese beetle and i was talking about how you know anytime you have a bug problem whether it's japanese beetle or anything else the most important thing to learn about this bug before you try to treat it is its life cycle. <clears throat> so you can find its most vulnerable point, its weakest link, so to speak. And with Japanese beetles, they, you know, they, they emerge in, this, in the early summer as adults from grubs that were laid the previous year. So right now, you've probably noticed our Japanese beetles have pretty much disappeared for the year. Well, they they disappeared, but they went into the grass, the lawn, and perennial areas that you water <coughs> and laid eggs that are hatching out as we speak into grubs. And those grubs burrow down into the soil and feed on roots and that sort of thing underground and grow and grow and grow and winter through. And then next May, early June, they come back up and they emerge into adults again and start the whole thing over. So what do you think at what point in that life cycle do you think is its weakest link, Jim? I know, I know. Okay, what is it? Yeah, when, 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 when they just hatch. When they just hatch and turn into little baby grubs. They're the easiest to kill then, which is right now. So getting a grub killer down. Baby, what? baby killer. Baby killer. I know. I'm terrible. I'm going to go to hell. 
But anyway, this is the time to do it. Get a grub killer down and get it down anytime in the next 30 to 60 days to control those new grubs that will be the adult beetles next year. And don't just aim for the lawn. Aim outside the lawn as well. I mean, the lawn's going to be the most productive place to kill, bu- kill grubs. But they'll also be in your vegetable garden. They'll be in your perennial beds and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, grub, grub gone is one of my favorite things to use because it's a nice natural product. It tar- targets only scarab beetle larvae. And that's what the, what the um, stupid Japanese beetles are, is a scarab beetle. And uh, does a really good job. It lasts for a couple of months in the ground, and it takes care of those sorts of things. So having said all that, I want to go out to talk to John. Uh, I think that's on line four. Is it line four, John? Yeah. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, John. I just wanted to uh, follow up with, with you on be- people who have purchased Grub Gone and Beetle Gone during the year. And maybe they have some Beetle Gone left over from spraying the adult beetles. Can they use that as a grub control as well? Yeah, you bet, Keith. And, uh, yeah, that was a, a fantastic explanation uh, you guys gave just now. Uh, yeah, and uh, what dawned on me the uh, last couple of weeks uh, after fielding a few calls out of Denver was that, uh, yeah, folks didn't, uh, many folks didn't quite understand the life cycle and that the beetles are still hanging around the yard, likely. Uh, it, the, the calls were about... Uh, shelf life and uh our products do have a a registered two-year shelf life we recommend 18 months use the product within 18 months uh but after uh talking with uh, some of the customers realized that uh uh, they didn't know that the the beetles at this point in time as you said uh disappeared but they're uh, the live ones uh likely dove dove into the ground and are laying eggs and uh so yeah now's a now's a good time to to spray Beetle gone on the turf, uh, irrigated in as so, uh, you would grub gone or around the perennials in the soil as well. Uh, so, either so, product, uh, grub gone or beetle gone, will will help take care of those larvae. Uh, so, if you put uh, if you put if you were using beetle gone earlier in the year for the adult beetles, then you can use the same product on a, a, as a grub control right now. So you don't have to carry it over to next year. You can just use it all up this fall. Yeah, that's right. It's a very versatile product, so it's a, it's a, it works great on the adults as a foliar spray, but also works uh, in the soil profile, uh, even under the turf uh, to control the grubs. Perfect. And and I'm right in saying that they'll also migrate out into the perennial beds and into the vegetable garden wherever you're doing regular irrigation, correct? Yeah, that's right. They're pretty opportunistic. They're uh, very hardy bugs, and they'll adapt a little bit, but they love the water. So wherever you're irrigating, you'll you'll find those grubs. All right. So it doesn't hurt to over you know to spray over into those areas and irrigate that in and uh, take care of those perimeter type issues. That's right. Yeah, and they're they're very safe products. Uh, so they're very targeted, as you mentioned, on uh, scarab beetles and. And uh, we do field quite a few calls, whether they have toxicity against earthworms and, and other beneficial insects, pollinators, bees included, and butterflies. And, and neither product has uh, any sort of collateral damage to uh, non-target pests. All right. Just go after those scare beetles. 
All right, so for everybody listening, head out to the <coughs> garden center, get some uh, be- some grub gone right now, or if you've got some beetle gone left over from this summer, use it as your grub control for this fall. Thank you, John. We do appreciate your call. Yeah, you guys have fun. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, we've got how many minutes left? minute and a half. Two more minutes. Let's go out and talk to Larry real quick and see what we can get done. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, guys. All right, short time, I guess. So, yeah. Um, my avocados, <laughs> I have uh, think I've talked to you about these before. I've got them in, uh, one's in a coffee cup and the other's in a mason jar. Okay. <laughs> and they're in water. They've been in water for, God, eight months, I'll bet, or more, even. Uh, I've given up on them once, but they pop back. They're about two feet tall now. I'm wondering about the wisdom of transplanting them into some potting soil. Yes, please. Are they in two feet tall in your coffee cup? Yeah. Get them into some potting soil. Yeah, right really. Away. Get them into a, a you know a a pot. Yeah. Okay. They'll be much happier. I would say at least a six inch pot. Or bigger. And uh, or well, it depends on what your root system looks like. I suspect it's probably all curled up in the bottom of your pot. Yep, it is. It's yeah, giant. that's that's not a good thing. Okay. And it may be too far gone to, to try to stretch those roots out. Just but go ahead and try are. it. You know, avocados, they're relatively cheap, so if it doesn't work, you can go and get another avocado. I grew these from seeds. Uh, yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, plant them about uh, the bulb, the seed, about uh, level with the, the, the top, soil. The very top of the seed should be right up above ground level. Okay. All right. And we got to get out of here, Larry. I appreciate your call, and you, and hope you are harvesting avocados next <laughs> summer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> Take care. All right. All right, we have to get out of here. I want to thank everybody for listening and participating in the show. Remember, as always, keep your shovel sharp and be very careful where you dibble. If you missed this show, and I don't know how you would uh, know that, but, uh, you know, uh, and for future reference... Do know that tomorrow, Sunday from 6 until 8, we're going to be back on the air again virtually. We're not going to actually be here. Just our yes, voices. Exactly. I don't know how that works. but Anyway, you can also find uh, other shows on our Facebook page. Those are always posted there. And they're on podcast as well. So uh, we'll come back next week and answer more of your garden questions here on Legends 810. The preceding program is sponsored by JK Communications.